Welcome to the TV Tuners Podcast with your host, Light Swanson. Today, we embark on a televisual odyssey where I, your prophet of the pixelated prophecy, shall guide you through the hallowed halls of television greatness. As it is written in the ancient scripts, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with TV. So too shall our journey begin. With my unparalleled expertise in TV analysis, I will unveil the secrets hidden within the cathoid rays. My insights, sharper than the sword that severed the Gordian knot, will cut through the mundane to reveal the sublime in our favorite shows. But let not your hearts be troubled for my co-hosts, Keorain and Stairmaster. As the fates would have it, they tread a different path, one that leads to a TV-related doom. Like characters in a Greek tragedy, their ends are woven to the very fabric of our show. But fear not, for their fall shall only serve to elevate our discourse to divine heights. So tune in, dear listeners, for an epic tale of drama, comedy, and revelation. The TV Tuners podcast begins now, and I, Light Swanson, am your herald through this journey of televisual enlightenment. TV Tuners. It's a television podcast for the true fanatics. It's a weekly dive in the latest in TV news and reviews. I'm your host, Swanson. With me, as always, is my co-host and a guy who is sitting in his house, afraid to go out. He's our, like, tech guy. Listen, after years of isolation from the outside world, I've become an expert on architecture. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes, I guess that makes some sense. <laughs> if you don't think about it too hard. From my lived experience, I can tell you that there is an underground tunnel three meters south of your position. Oh, okay. Large enough to fit one stolen child. Oh, good work, techie. Now, why don't you hack us into the mainframe, or whatever the fuck? I've hacked into the sewers. Oh, oh. all right, good. Uh, and with us, as always, of course, our other co-host and uh, cop who is the, the who's just trying to find missing people, Kiorain. Listen, I, I just need you to be slightly ethical, okay? Please, guys. Come Fuck on, please. You. Sorry, I'm sorry, we don't follow laws. Shut up, you stupid Unlike you bitch. police officers. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I, you know, I, you're correct. I need to shut my stupid mouth. Why don't you just kill me right here? Just kill me. Yeah, here, take, that's take right. my gun. 
everything we do is right, and everything you do... We do it for the kids. Is... The kids of America. Everything you do Whoa. is bad. It is and even if kids, we do the correct. same exact things that you would probably do in some situations, that's fine. It's okay when we do it. I agree. You are virtuous. Although we do know that they're more productive than the actual police because they do end up finding a missing child at the end of the episode. Yeah, I love it when the writers prove themselves right about their characters. But then, well, we'll get to it, I guess. Uh. <laughs> oh boy. Will we? Will we ever get to it, or is it the end of the episode? Hmm, let me look it's at the not. clock real quick. Nope, that's the start. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of TV Tuners. I'm your host, Swanson. Uh, we're here, back at it again. Can you believe it, guys? Another one. No. Remember, you remember when DJ Khaled said that? Yeah, I remember the... Uh, the, there was this guy on YouTube, and he he put that voice on his video, like like uh, to say that there was another one. And I was like, "Wow, what a brilliant idea!" As always, of course, if you have a quip, comment, question, foresight, or otherwise, you can send it to us at our email address, and we'll read it aloud on the podcast. Email. With, uh, that's right. Send it to tvtunerspodcast at gmail dot com. What's that email address, Q Rain? It's uh, tvtunerspodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Your email would go here. But I have to warn you, uh, one of our new interns is now managing the email address, and he may send you back something very rude if you do email us. So. <laughs> hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see what that could be. Only one. The only way to find out is if you email us. Uh, anyway, it's time for another question I ask every week. It's an important one. What are you guys watching? Anything fun, exciting? Something you I, want to talk about? I watched a film called Killer of the Flower Moon. Oh, the last movie. The last movie ever made by Morton Stewart. Scorsese. Yeah, how was it? It was good. <clears throat> so did they, they kill the flower man? Oh, they tried. Mm, okay. And in the end, uh, the, they all went to jail instead. Spoilers. And I'm sure when they got out of jail, they faced worse fates. No, they got pardoned and lived their lives in comfort. <laughs> No, oh, that's the okay. dream. And I'm sure the people that they harmed uh, got to keep like all of their land and money. <laughs> ah, no. Well, technically, the guy was supposed to be kept was legally barred from visiting the state, but he did anyways. That's good. Listen, can you blame him? Yeah, it's like four hours long, but it doesn't. Fe- it, it only feels like three hours. That's that Scorsese touch. Yeah. Movie magic. What's uh, What was your favorite part? Hmm. Probably the part where uh, Brendan Fraser just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> Starts yes. screaming. 
he goes and he shows up and he screams, I'm the whale. Oh. I'm the whale. Yeah. Like in a legal sense, since he's a lawyer. I'm the legal whale. Oh, and Todd shows up as FBI man. That was a delight. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, uh, like I had very... heard that that he's actually a, a a force of, I guess, somewhat good in this. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yeah, truly, uh, truly a new a new role for Jesse Plemons, who almost exclusively plays sinister characters. No, he plays a, he played a nice guy in a. Friday Night Lights. Uh, true. And he played a nice guy in Fargo season two. Yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice guy, I guess. I'm thinking of like <laughs> everything else. I think wasn't he in Battleship? Oh, uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. I don't watch shit <laughs> unless it's for the podcast. <laughs> Or just recreationally. Uh, Battleship was directed by Peter Berg, who also directed Friday Night Lights. Oh, that's probably why he cast him. He said, I know this kid's got it. He can be a nice boy if you just let him. Anyway, tune in on uh, I guess the, it's a tune the in. new Scorsese. I don't see why not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, when I left the theater, I heard a I heard a guy complain to his girlfriend that was boring though. Oh, that's Sam. That's the death. That's like the kiss of death for a movie. <laughs> when a guy complains to his girlfriend that yeah. a movie's boring, that's how, yeah, that's... clearly only there be- because his girlfriend brought him there. Instead of explaining to his girlfriend how like this one shot was particularly well made, <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for that woman. She should date me instead. You should have said that. You should have gone up to her. Yeah, you should have gone up to her and been like, I thought the movie was great, personally. <laughs> you should have said, I apologize that your boyfriend is unable to appreciate it's a, a pleb. A good film. Got filtered. Doesn't appreciate just so you know. And just so you know, I totally know how to eat you out. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm totally going to go see Ferrari next month. They had the trailer for that. That was really that looked really good. Yeah, she would have taken you home right on the spot, Sarah, if you would have yeah. done exactly what we just said. Then, I sort of needed to pee, so I walked to my car instead and drove home. You peed in your car? <laughs> what? You said you needed to pee, so you went to your car. Yeah, so I home. could drive home. Why don't you go to the bathroom? I didn't need to pee that badly. <laughs> you needed to pee bad enough that you didn't approach this woman who's clearly already has a significant other. Yeah. To put the moves on her. Yes. Yeah, like... Which would have been reciprocated well, I can only imagine. With instant so, carnal carthesis. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think the main concern is that if the boyfriend did strike him, he would have peed himself, so... Oh, that, <laughs> oh fair. Well, if he, yeah. like, hit me with the solar plexus, maybe... <laughs> There'd be nothing worse than getting beaten up by a guy who was just saying that he didn't like the Scorsese movie, or you, but then also if, pissing your pants. What if I win the fight, but I piss my pants anyways? That's sort of like a pure I think it's victory. Like a net, I think that's like a net zero. It's a very Scorsese move. 
Yeah, you're fifty fifty on going home with this lady after that. I don't. It's like the end of the departed. Nobody's gained anything. That would be very cinematic, though. Like the camera pans down from my bloody knuckles to my to your piss filled pants. <laughs> and, the, and the soundtrack's just like. Some Rolling Stones song starts playing. <laughs> now it's uh, Bob Dylan, a hard rain's gonna fall. <laughs> Look, I, I'm just picturing like, like like the swelling triumphant orchestra <laughs> that suddenly goes like out of tune and stops playing as soon as it <laughs> gets to your crotch. It becomes like analog horror. <laughs> Yeah, you made the right and move. And then I see that movie, and I'm walking out with my girlfriend, and I'm like, that shot was incredible. <laughs> and we have a happy and healthy relationship. I can't wait to rewatch this and analyze further. Yeah, there's definitely some incredible film work in that. But nothing uh, is... Nothing, yeah. nothing on par with Stairmaster, the motion picture. <laughs> that ending shot everyone's talking about it um anything else there no oh wait okay. i watched mission impossible the the new one yeah where he's got to hunt down the computer was it hard or was it easy <laughs> it was very hard it's only part one yeah it's so hard it needed two parts <laughs> The guy who plays um, the not-computer bad guy is kind of a not-good villain, IMO. Well, yeah, you got the computer right there. (laughs) Have they ever made a Mission Impossible where it was impossible and they completely failed? (laughs) Well, to be be determined. Yeah, maybe maybe they might eat shit and die. (laughs) World just ends. No, it's a good movie. It's Tom Cruise parachutes onto a train and then fights a dude on top of a train. And then the train goes off a bridge. See, that's cinema. Yes! That's cool right there. Yeah, that's good. There's also a train in Flower of the Killer Moons. <laughs> Killer of the Flower Moons. Whenever a, a train, whenever a train comes on, on screen, the whole theater has to... Endure Stairmaster's hooting and hollering. <laughs> yeah. The only thing missing from that Mission Impossible sequence, it sounds like, is Tom Cruise when he's done beating the guy up to realize that he, that guy pissed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tune in on the new Mission yeah, Impossible. Yeah, sounds in. cool. Yeah. What about you, Keo? How's your... Uh, I mean, you were off last week, so you've got like two weeks of stuff that you've probably watched, I bet. I watched two weeks of uh, in- Invincible, the animated series. Oh, the show. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they got the second season out. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, Keo was so jazzed about it that he petitioned to uh, do it for an episode of the show, and Stair said, no. Sarah- oh, no, I said we could skip it. Stair said <laughs> to skip it. Be. He didn't give a re- I said we could skip it if need be. He didn't give a reasoning for why we should or shouldn't skip this. But, I just said could. But we we are skipping Invincible, I think, right? So I can just... I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm, when I say could, I, I, I meant if circumstances. 
Am I delivering a verdict on Invincible? The official verdict? <laughs> <laughs> or not? What do you think, Keo? So, I'm sure we're all wondering, how how does Invincible hold up with no Omni-Man? What happens in the program? Well, there was some Omni-Man. Uh, so, you're wrong and gay. There was a small amount of Omni-Man um, delegated to, like, relegated to... And not... Um, not- not a real, not a, not a, uh, not the reality we live in. Right? Yeah, it was it's just like, basically the same guy, but he's he's not actually taking action on the plot <laughs> like he was in the first season. And uh, I think they did a pretty decent job at this. Like I was, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I I don't I think Eve's dad is annoying. Eve's dad. Yeah, I wish he'd been on that train. At the end of season one. Yeah, that would be something. Also, Eve is like a god or something? That's crazy. She's, she's OP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She can turn apples to gold, guys. How does this... What are the implications of this? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, you should stop watching it so you don't have to. <laughs> I want to say as someone who read a good portion of the Invincible comic book, uh, Eve only becomes more godlike. Except for that bad timeline you saw, where she just eats shit. She, you said she only becomes more godlike, Swanson? Yeah. Uh, presumably in the bad timeline, she hadn't unlocked some <laughs> uh, some of her abilities, because Mark's solution to her in that uh, bad timeline was, uh, let's say, would not be feasible with later Invincible version of uh, of her. So yeah, these well, couple of episodes ne- were a bit more ne- like kind of slice of life, really, than uh, than the last season was, I guess, because there was well, no the first couple. Yeah, there was no overarching like threat like Omni Man was in the first season, so there, it remains <laughs> to be seen what they're actually heading towards here. But uh, it was fun; it was a good time. Uh, you know, we'll see how the rest of the season shapes up. But yeah, I'll give it a tune in there for. For these two episodes we uh, we are not covering on the podcast. Ever. Because Dan Master said we should 100% skip Invincible. There you go. That's a tune in. Apparently we all watched it. Or at least Dan Master watched Proof. it. So what do you think of... I watched it. Yeah, what do you... Swanson said it was too scary. <laughs> yeah, Swanson watched the first season. <laughs> he was like, okay. I've had enough of this. I was cowering. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Stairmaster, who also watched it, <laughs> but didn't want to talk about it? I had fun. I, had, uh, I don't want to talk about it. You have nothing to say, nothing to add. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> As you said. <laughs> I clearly There's do not want to talk about it. complicated feelings. Uh, Invincible, by the way, uh, former show of the year winner. Because it's better call Saul was not on that year. And it will never be on again. Yeah. Oh, does anyone else get dreams of, like, Breaking Bad season six? No. (laughs) No, What's Walt's going to be up to now? My brain asks. (laughs) He's in hell. Just... (laughs) I wish I had all these like media related dreams you do, but I do not. It's like the I'm last sure. season of Yu Yu Hakusho where they're all like battling demons in hell or some shit. 
It's just Walter White trying to outsmart, like, the devil. I mean, I swear, Stepmaster gets out of dreams where, like, Goku teams up with Walter. <laughs> no. <laughs> Meanwhile, my dream is, like, I, like, the my car has been run into. <laughs> exactly. I had a dream the other week that I drove my car into a lake. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be in big trouble for this. And woke up because it felt so bad. The last vivid dream I remember is that I was in a robe in my kitchen looking in the fridge and then I looked out the window and a car came barreling into my kitchen. <laughs> Swanson, and then like, I woke up. I think you're I think there's a pattern here of you having like bad car dreams. The last vivid dream I had was last night and it was I was watching Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise had to team up with John Wick and cool music started playing as he killed nice. dudes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I think the last cool dream I had, yeah, this isn't even cool, no, really. Yeah, it's not cool because then the dream sort of faded into me just being a random one-off hit, hitman in the world of John Wick. <laughs> oh. I was just constantly paranoid that someone was going to kill me epic style with Gunkata. <laughs> because I broke some arcane crime rule. I mean, that does still sound exciting. The closest thing to a cool dream I've, I've had that I can recall, really, is that I was the judge oh. for a case between Batman and the Joker. What did you rule in favor of? Uh, Batman, I think. I, I don't actually remember. I think I woke up before the final before the final ruling, but the Joker gave like a very impassioned plea. But no, most of my dreams are evidently so boring that I do not remember them. Yeah, I, I either don't have cool dreams or I just uh, uh, only remember the. Dreams I do have, which are typically stressful. I also had a car dream where something happened to my car. <laughs> yeah? I don't remember what it was. I'm just remembering a dreadful feeling of the car not being good. <laughs> so Most I, of my dreams, are, or most of my sleep is comprised of that sweet, sweet darkness, baby. <laughs> Yeah, there's something just deeply wrong with uh, cars, by the way, if anyone didn't know that. Cars are not good. They've ruined yeah. our lives. They waste our time. And our society They've literally ruined of... lots of lives. <laughs> they ruin thousands of lives every year. Yes. Cars. We're against them here on TV Tuners. You need oh you need to drive somewhere. Fuck off. Yeah, you better start legging it, people. Get off the road so I can drive my car freely. <laughs> start walking to the places that are not easily accessible by <laughs> foot. Yeah, and yeah, don't build any public transportation though, because that's for dirty. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I mean. You know what we mean. I think we should have the dash pads from Sonic. That'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That way, our feet can be like our all of our. Sh we can have to get new shoes like every week. <laughs> our feet are just callous. Oh man, you know what I want to do now? My my new life Take goal. Pictures of each other's feet. Um. Well, I do want to do that, but I've always wanted to do that. I just haven't been talking about it because last time I brought it up, Swanson got really upset. So we should probably drop it. 
Yeah, every time someone mentions feet, I flow, I fly into a rage. Yeah, no. What I what I really want to do is is like go to one of those like, like, you know, where you can go to like the city hall or the town, whatever it is, like city council meeting, and just you can have you can just talk. I want to go down to one of those places and pro- yeah. propose a new highway system. A radical highway system. Yeah, where like I have photoshops of me like with my arms behind my back running up loop de loops and <laughs> speed highway. You know, I do have. Imagine how about... much more walkable the city would be if you could fly down the side of a skyscraper. <laughs> this is telling on myself, but I do also have dreams where I'm just hanging around in my hometown, but there's like trains now. I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a reason to ride the train somewhere. That'd be so cool. But I don't. Yeah, true. You should find a local location to uh, engage in public activity. Uh, Anyway, I watched some stuff. Oh, you did. (laughs) Oh, you could be a park guy. Like that guy that tells you, like, look out for him, he's suspicious. (laughs) Help. Hey, hey, what did you watch, Swanson? What did you watch? <laughs> Deliver me from this hell. Uh, I watched the third and final season of uh, FX's Reservation Dogs. Good show. Ends well. Oh, I thought I was like, did they make a Reservation Dogs show? <laughs> no, no, it's a the it's a show about Native American folks living on yeah, living yeah, in yeah. Oklahoma on a reservation. It's good. It's there's no, I don't think they're is anything like it on TV. And now there definitely won't be because it's over. Uh, the, the latest season was a little more heartfelt and a little less weird, which is fine because, you know, it's the final season and all. But it ends in a good place for everybody, which is what you could want considering that their lives are, you know, hard. Yep. So it all ends happily ever after. That's good to hear. In a way. <laughs> uh, tune in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I should mention it's also very funny. I think that that America should have a Native American dictator wearing, like, a full, like, like uh, headdress and everything. I think the Native Is, American are, are should a... build a casino like Casinoopolis. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Where you can play human pinball with your own, and your body is the ball. But it's not like like a deadly human pinball. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, Keo, are you suggesting that this is a dictator for all of America or just for the Native Americans? No, no, like they for all of North America. All of North America. Oh, okay. So like they they supersede the presidents and the prime ministers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just completely like this this new leader. They can sit their white asses down and listen. <laughs> yeah. What about the Mexican asses? This part of North America. Uh, that's, that's very compl- That's a very complicated history that we're not qualified to talk about, Swanson. I'm just no. I, I'm talking about it right now. They're taking over the entire okay. continent. <laughs> All right. I'm in favor of this, actually. Let's have it happen. 
Yeah, it'll be it'll um, be good uh, a good time. It'll be interesting if nothing that's else. That's it for me. Yes, it'll be interesting. That's right. You know what? It'll give us something to talk about. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Of course, we anyway, do not uh, have anything to talk about, so that's the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me look at the clock. No, that's the middle of the episode. Oh! Uh, anyway, I uh, that's that's all I watch, so that's the end of that segment. Which oh, means what about that Keo? I have some news. What about Keo? Yeah, I, Keo said he watched Invincible. Yeah. Oh, right. You did. I watched Good in, on you. I watched Invincible Season 2. <laughs> The first unless, two episodes, and let me tell unless you, unless there's something else that Keo watched. No, that's all I watched. I think. Yeah, two in in the two weeks since that we last talked to Keo, he watched two two episodes of a show, <laughs> which is a good record for him, honestly. I did not watch uh, Barry. Come on, okay, you I'm gotta finish it, or the consequences will be dire. Once I lose interest in a show, is it's gone. Like I, yeah, I, right. I have no desire in my heart to watch Barry, The Sopranos, whatever else. I quit. It's gone, and his memory of it is forever tarnished. If you if you came to my house, if with I a asked Keo, and put it to my head and told me that if I did not watch Barry, I would be executed on the spot, it would not motivate me, motivate me to watch Barry. He would instead accept death. I wouldn't accept death. I would just not be able to process the concept of dying in that moment. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you say something like, oh, wow? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Just wondering. Um, anyway, I have news. It's news. It's time for the news. Okay, what's the oh, news? what's the news? Strike's over. Oh, yeah. Do they, is it because they won or because they lost the Strikers? Uh, it's because they won asterisks. Oh, what uh-huh. happened? So they SAG-AFTRA uh, agreed agreed to a deal, and it seems like they got a good bit of the stuff they want. There is, however, still the pesky problem of J- of AI. Go on, which was not completely addressed. Yeah, they did not. <laughs> it seems a bit too permissive, the agreement, from the clauses I skimmed. Yeah, it seems like there might be, there's definitely some wiggle room for fuckery. But hey, listen, if everybody in the union decides to vote for it, then I guess, you know, that's how that's how the, the breaks go. So the, there's still a chance that the strike is not actually over. But it seems like it, most likely it will be. Something to think about. And so it's all, it's all done and over with, or coming close to a close. And guys, what have we learned? We've learned that uh, when the unions go I on like strike, I like not having to do trailer blazers. <laughs> I learned that when union okay. goes on strike, just, 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 just let them have what they want. They're probably not being unreasonable. Don't waste our time. Don't waste our time. Don't don't waste our time. Uh, of course, 
it didn't uh it doesn't help that we have stuff like i saw today which is the warner bros exec david zaslav saying that uh they are right about almost everything so what if we overpay i've never regretted overpaying for great talent or a great asset overpay but he can't pay to release coyote versus acne apparently yeah instead he's just gonna shelf that for a tax credit Although I guess now they're trying to sell it to another company because of the backlash. <laughs> because so they funny. noticed that all the people who work for them have stopped answering their calls. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what a shitty thing to say after uh, six months of striking. <laughs> uh, especially when uh, you had executives saying that the goals were to make people bankrupt and homeless. But hey, that didn't happen at least, so there's that. Anyway, strikes over, guys. What's the thing you're looking most forward to getting back to uh, to seeing, getting back to now that the strike is over? Uh, uh nothing because I don't watch anything. Hmm. Okay, Keo in favor of the studios. Write that down. <laughs> is that really being in favor of the studios to say that I don't consume their product? Yeah, you you're fine with them doing whatever, regardless of because you're not. You're not involved either way, unless I force you to watch something for a podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm what we call a neutral. I'm an innocent bystander here, Swanson, so (laughs) don't you dare. Well, I'll tell you what my favorite thing is. And it's a segment that's near and dear to everybody's hearts. And it's back now, because the strike's over, or whatever. (gasps) It's Trailer Blazers. Hit the theme, Keo. Uh, hit the theme, Stare. I don't remember what the theme was. Well, there's no theme. Listen to that great Trailer Blazers theme that plays every time. It's back, baby. We're back. We're so back. We're back. Trailer Blazers is back. We're back. We watched the trailer. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's live action again. This time it looks some. This time it looks more like the show than before. It's by Swap. Netflix though, so who knows? It's crazy. He's got an arrow on his head. Oh, I forgot we they watched really that gave already. Man and arrow. <laughs> Honestly, does this really look that different than M. Night Shyamalan's take on it? I mean, it does. I haven't seen that for a while, but my overall takeaways are this feels very similar to whatever M. Night Shyamalan put out all those years ago. Did you rewatch the trailer for the whatever for, for the old one? Because I forgot to do that. Uh, I did not do that, but I, I am assuming that this doesn't look the same because... I mean, it's got better I mean, effects. I mean, for one, they're... Well, yes. That was uh, that was what I was about to say. But yeah, they it has better effects and also, like... It's also got Dr. Han. True. But it's got... Uh, it just looks more like the show than the movie ever did, I think. I... Okay... I don't think it really does. I I think that <laughs> the, the old movie 
uh, looked pretty similar to this. It just looked worse, like less like less high quality. But for the most part, they they were able to kind of render the aesthetic of a lot of the set of the, a lot of the characters and stuff from the old movie okay. too. Okay, I don't have a a trailer for the movie, but I do have a poster, and I'm just based off the poster. Tell me if you think it's. How you think it? How you think it holds up, Kyo? Because I can notice a few things that don't look like they came from the show. I mean, this poster is is awful, but <laughs> who's that dude in the top uh, right that looks like he's from Twilight? <laughs> is that supposed to uh, be? Is that supposed to be Zuko? I don't know. Or is that Zuko the on the left? The guy in the top left sort of looks like Christopher Moltisante. Tone, I'm airbending. <laughs> what, he's the last airbender? Yeah, Chris, Christopher Moltisante is the last airbender. No, Christopher would be Prince Zuko, and then Tony would be General Iroh. And there would be no lessons learned. And I'm Azula. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I would say that that <laughs> aside from the effects and the action being really bad in that old movie, um, I think the biggest yeah. problem with it was just that they decided to disregard the tone of the original work entirely in, in favor of this like over serious dour affair. Which, based on this trailer, seems to be happening again with whatever we're seeing here. Am I am I off base here? I don't know shit about shit. No, I mean I don't it's know. Based if on the trailer, if the tone is. We yeah, we don't know what the tone is because they don't. No one talks in this, other than the guy at the beginning who sounds like Werner Herzog. It feels like eating oatmeal to me. This trailer. I hope that helps. Yeah, it's just like I can watch it and feel absolutely nothing from it. <laughs> it filled time, at least. Yeah, it's true. Um, should we should we look at the trailer for the last Airbender to see if Keo's right and come back, report back? No. I think we should disagree that Keo is the greatest expert of our age. (laughs) I mean, mean, it's true. As we know, Keo has consumed the most pop culture and therefore would be the expert in field. They seem to be doing a lot of very similar things to the the original film, including casting uh, Katara and Sokka with the whitest people they could find. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> like, anyways, if it's good, we'll know because my dad is probably gonna watch this. <laughs> like, it, it's weird too because it's not like the One Piece uh, adaptation had problems casting people who were like non-white for roles well, that were because... for non-white people. <laughs> well, that's because literally the author was involved in the production. It's true. To make sure it didn't turn out like Dragon Ball Evolution. 
And I think perhaps the only praise you could give to the Cowboy Bebop show is that it was pretty accurate in terms of what the characters were supposed to look like. Yeah. Well, the main guys were. <laughs> I don't know about Vincent. Vicious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my well, yeah, Vincent did not show up in that. Vicious was a was wasn't a... there a guy named Vincent? <laughs> Maybe the, yeah, I think that wasn't that the androgynous guy, the Murphy guy. guy the just... No, yeah, Vincent's a bad guy in the movie. Yeah, then in, uh, unfortunately the show did not live long enough to see Vincent show up, who I'm sure would have been just as well cast as Vicious. What a cool movie. Ooh, good idea. Ooh. Anyway, my official take on this trailer is that, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. We'll see if We're it's good, but the trailer does not engender any confidence at all. No, and Netflix has hit one one home run with One Piece, and then two strikes beforehand with their live action adaptations. So yeah, I mean, bullish. it's not they're not it's not like they have a great track record. Could it be good? Yeah, sure. Could it be bad? More likely. And that's it for Trailer Blazers. That's it for Trailer Blazers. Guys, it's, it's so that's over. it for Trailer Blazers. We're not coming back from this one. And so now we have uh, we have our main event here. It's a show we're going to talk about. Found is the latest procedural drama to reach the airwaves on NBC. It stars uh, Shanola Hampton as Gabriel Gabby Mosley, a recovery specialist and her crisis management team as they work to find missing people who they believe are overlooked by the system. Her team of experts consists of those who have either been kidnapped themselves or have a loved one that has been kidnapped. A kidnapping victim herself as a teenager, Gabriel... I'm going to actually leave that part out. Uh, Gabby uses her knowledge uh, to... Help her solve some cases. Did found did found find you, or did it leave you uh, down in a basement, chained? I think it's very funny. I'll just say that the premise of the show explains the twist at the end of the pilot. Just in it, like the synopsis for the the show itself just explains to you what the whole first episode is building towards <laughs> as its big twist at the end. I assume it's all over the marketing and we just didn't see it because we don't care. I mean, it's very possible that it's all over the marketing considering that the guy who plays Mr. Uh, Mr. Kidnap Man is uh, pretty well known. It's Mark Paul Gossler, better known as who? Zach from Safe by the Bell. Who? Who? You know, Zach. Oh, he, the Zach belt, Morris, the blonde guy. He looked at the camera. He would be like, oh boy, Principal Belding's going to scold me. He was supposed to be like the cool kid. We all loved him. Anyway, he doesn't look anything really like he does now. 
or like he did then because he's we didn't watch that but uh he's he's here as mr as mr kidnapper the intellectual pedophile (laughs) do we know he's i don't don't know if they confirm that he's a pedophile i i mean i think they're actually side i think they actually sidestep that <laughs> is it meant to be implied, or, or are we just jumping? Yeah, to I don't know. Here? They sidestep it completely. I, like, they I don't, don't bring think, it up I don't at think all. Jumping to conclusions, guys. <laughs> is there some kind of like censor that they're getting around or something on this, or what? They avoid talking about it. I think it's just. I feel like it's just an obvious if then <laughs> going on. Maybe. Yeah, they just uh, they avoid talking about it. I think wisely so. Maybe. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, they're they're waiting for the. We're gonna need a couple more years before we start getting Sound of Freedom, the TV series. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! But I feel like they are sort of they are He's... sort of trying to court that demographic with this program. But they're also hedging their bets by making a person of color. And focusing on the disenfranchised as victims. In order to widen the appeal. See, I don't think they're trying to corner that market at all. Because the show... It, the, the people who would watch Sound of Freedom, the TV show, would think this show's too woke. <laughs> They'd be like, black people? But cops are bad. I've never... Well, I've never... They would be like, why are they not looking for the blonde white girl that they mentioned earlier? <laughs> I think as those people try to lie... I want to say a good portion... Hmm? Maybe. <laughs> well, I said they tried. I'd say, I didn't say they succeeded in courting them. They really wouldn't. Yeah. I, feel like I people, will they say, really don't know the demographic this, that they're, they're I, I am trying. shocked that this show is so. Yeah. I think I think Sound of Freedom, the TV show, by the way, is closer than we think, and it's coming to CBS. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, the show is trying to like tap into like oh the child's in danger. Oh, this is so urgent. It's trying to like. Appeal to the lizard part of your brain, the reptilian portion. The part that cares about children? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the show begins in the far off time of 2003. But uh, the we, we that's, see. Yeah, that's a um, while ago. We see who turn, what turns out to be our hero. And she's like making some food. And then another, a little girl appears. And she's like, wah, my mom, wah, my parents, wah, family. <laughs> and this girl's like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You've just been kidnapped, okay? <laughs> no big deal. You've been taken. And uh, cut to modern day and drones. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to even have the line drop where she asks, how long have you been here? Too long. long. <laughs> Found. I, I just love. Yeah. I just love the idea um, of this hysterical crying child asking these very lucid questions about 
how long has this person been here? Yeah, not like, can I leave? When will I get to see my family again? <laughs> or, I don't want to. Yeah, instead of doing any of that, she's just going to tee up a one liner for this lady. Very, like, very gracious scene partner, this, this child. <laughs> yeah, she's a real empath in that way. Mr. Kusama um, would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might have thought the screaming was a bit too much, maybe. Yeah, he would have said it was not. Anyway, um, uh, the, the, I will say this for the show. Perhaps the only thing that I thought was like, huh, that's, that's welcome. That's novel. The show, the way that the show is very firmly letting us know that the cops are actively bad and actively inhibiting <laughs> investigations is nice to see on TV. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That is good. I mean, it's... I didn't do much with it, but it's good. I mean, they, they are... They do work in connection with the police, but it does seem like the mo- majority of the cases they solve are with little to no actual help from the police. And also no judicial oversight. Evidently, because they because just break laws as, all the time. As we see in this opening scene, I guess... Oh, it's after the title drop, but it's still kind of an opening scene. Yeah. Where she breaks this man's jaw. <laughs> yeah, she honey traps him. Honey pot. Has to see the man's phone and then beats him with the... What's it called? Brass knuckles. <clears throat> Brass knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, she beats him up, and then another big guy comes in and beats him up some more. <laughs> and then the cop guy comes in, and he's like, could you, like, not infringe on his rights? <laughs> Which, I mean, in real life, I mean, that's how you know he's the good cop, quote-unquote. Because any other one would come in and be like, oh, cool. Thanks. Or he would just arrest her. Yeah, well, that's the real thing, which is that the way she goes against the police, she would already have been killed. (laughs) Assassinated by the deep state. Well, she would have died somehow. (laughs) We don't know how. She just, whoa, she's gone. (laughs) She perished by unknown means. Series finale found the comet ping pong enigma. (laughs) She, we don't know what happened to her. She just, she showed up with a bullet in her head. <laughs> Anything could have caused that. That's that's also what they say, in killer of the flower moons. Yeah, yeah. Listen, maybe, perhaps there's not that much difference <laughs> between the rights, the white supremacists, and the police. <laughs> anyway, um. The uh, in in the world that this show occupies in, she's able to have like the successful business that works with the police, but also constantly tells the police how they they suck, and gets away with it because they're hardcore. Yeah, which is nice. Is it heavy handed? Absolutely. Is it probably? Is it nice that Grampy and Grandpa get to see that on their screens, even if they probably hate it? Yeah. For, yeah. 
That's nice. <laughs> they're getting so mad. They're just no. I I guarantee you that I guarantee you guarantee you that Grampy and Grandma would see this on their TV and it would barely register. No, it's yeah, like oh yeah yeah the cop has a police chief who doesn't support him. Yeah, I've seen that before. Right. Yeah. People well, who watch they're only half paying attention because they're either playing a game very loudly on their phone or they're already asleep. <laughs> on their Kindle Fire, probably. The phone would be yes. too small. Or they're eating dinner. Yeah, well, this show does not come on at 6 o'clock at night, so I don't think they're eating dinner. <laughs> what time does it what come on? What time is it? Maybe it does. I, have, I really don't know. Oh, what? <laughs> You're just making things up, Swanson. How dare you? For all we could know, it could be 5 p.m. <laughs> There's no way this is a 5 p.m. show. There's no way, yeah. This show on 5 p.m.? I guess it doesn't really do... Do time slots even mean the same thing they do, they did back in our day when we used to watch TV? I don't know. For Grandpa and Grandma, it does, I mean, yes. for networks, they still do. Yeah. There's a I'm whole realm of people who still for the nightly news. There's a whole realm of people who still just watch cable. I don't know what sort of interior lives those people live. Uh, very, uh, <laughs> in my experience, very quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, they, she, they, they find this person and they have a big press conference about it. Or the police have a press conference that she hijacks. And they find this person they pretty easily, the by overthrow. the way, with the use of drones. Um, but yeah, she, they, she hijacks this press conference, and pe- it's funny too because like. The press ask her essentially ask her to join it, which would never happen. Also, <laughs> she would be yeah, lucky if she could get press at all. They get bored of the actual police and start talking to somebody who's walking by. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, "Oh, hey, is that is that Sarah? Sarah." <laughs> like imagine if you were just walking past the police like in the middle of like you you happened to walk past the camera and they were just like is that Keo? Keo, <laughs> hey. Hey, did you actually solve this crime? <laughs> you ever see that uh, clip? <laughs> why the clip of Why yes, I absolutely did. I am fully <laughs> responsible for the breakthrough in this case. And they're like, I believe that with no fur- with no further questions. Well, if I was filming something and Keo walked by, that's what I would do. Well, yeah, I mean, same, honestly. We're pals, though. That's a, a different dynamic. So, um, yeah, she hijacks the thing, and then uh, I just want to take a second um, because I don't remember necessarily the one the beat to beat plots stories that go on here so you guys can fill that in if you want but uh, i just want to take a second to go through her team that we meet here 
<laughs> okay. So obviously she's got the tech expert who's uh, agoraphobic due to a previous case of being kidnapped and lost and not found. Yep, and he yeah. and this this guy is just like a like a hacker wizard guy who can just hack into things. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. a mainstay in this type of program, isn't it? Yeah, well, because again, Grammy and Grampy, they don't know they don't know how drones work. I don't know how Might as well be works. magic to them. Yeah. Um, you say hack. We this... have a, a law school student. Hack this girl's social media account. Sure, easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, we have a le- We have a law school student who we find out at the end of this episode is the other is the girl that was kidnapped. Also, the there's one a we... lady. Okay, uh, well, yeah. There's also the guy who the the big tough dude. Um, there's a lady who, and this this is the main reason I wanted to talk about this group, because this lady uh, is like the Will Graham of missing people. <laughs> she sees a scene where someone could be missing, and she's immediately like analyzing it, like, "All right, you bastard, <laughs> why'd you take her?" Uh, she's yeah. She's immediately analyzing it like all the doors had locks on them. Every single door. I saw it all from my vantage point on the chair in the living room. <laughs> that means that they're trying to keep the girl in, meaning that she's kidnapped. <laughs> they're like, great work. Let's do no follow up. I'm. I have no idea. What the logic what was the, is there, honestly? What's the point of that? Did it actually have any bearing on the, them finding the kid? No. All led to was the suicide scene. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it really helped them find the kid at all, other than. I mean, it, yeah, I don't think it led to anything in terms of helping them find the kid. Like, I'm pretty sure that like either way, this girl was missing. So. <laughs> Yeah, her being, like, forced to stay there wouldn't have, wouldn't have changed and wouldn't have changed the circumstances, I don't think. Maybe if they kept the locks on, she wouldn't have been kidnapped. (laughs) Stare, that's a very good point. Thank you. Yeah. True. Uh, We also learned that her son has been, was abducted from a train station, or from a bus station. (laughs) There's no train in this we'll, show. We'll get back to that. No, there's barely any buses. We see how woke this show is. They don't even care about public transportation. Only when it serves the plot. Um, but yeah, there. Uh, that's that's pretty much the team right there. And then we've got good cops and. Who uh, uh, is their like police liaison? And there's like romantic tension between him and the main uh, the main character, Gabby. Love it. I love this. Uh, which this I mean, team. hey, you know, kudos to the show for giving Grampy and Grampy an interracial will they won't they. If they if they were still watching past the point where she. <laughs> where she takes the police to task like twice in a row 
Yeah, there's a good chance they've changed the channel to go watch, like, Wheel of Fortune or whatever. CBS. <laughs> yeah, to go watch what's on C- NCIS uh, Sydney. <laughs> a real show, by the way. Don't ask me why the, the United States branch, NCIS, is in Australia. Maybe. Are you sure it's Australia? Maybe it's... Uh... Do we have a Sydney here? Maybe a Sydney, New York. <laughs> oh, wait, that's spelled with an I. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, they uh, the team gets to work because uh, a kid comes in asking about how his sister's missing, and that's how we get the we meet the team and all the, the stuff. Uh, Will Graham lady does her whole thing at the house. She's like, dude... They're keeping them inside. That was such an odd scene. It, it was framed like he just kind of happened to bump into her, right? Didn't it seem like that? Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah, like aren't he you that... sort of happened to bump into the office. Aren't you that lady who, like, solves missing people's cases? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're in my office, right? Well, I just so happened to have a missing person. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay, that's why you're in the office, right? Also, they do a little bit of like that. Now, why is she giving him food? And they're like, they're gonna fight. We're gonna try and find out if he's malnourished because they care. Like, well, these it. detective eyes of hers couldn't she just tell by looking at him? <laughs> no, she has to watch him. Or you could ask him if he's hungry. She has to watch him eat the food to see if he's actually hungry. <laughs> My favorite part of the scenes with her, other than the end, because I think it's so wild how we ended this character. Um, but my favorite part of the scenes with her is, uh, when she's talking with lawyer girl and they're like, uh, lawyer girl's like, how do you do it? And she's like, well, if you were wondering, I'm not like Will Graham cause I don't have autism. I just trained my brain. And she's like, is that because you had a missing son yourself? Yeah. She's like. And she's mm. like, I won't tell. <laughs> she's just like, mm. no comment. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> how dare you make me think of my son that I always think about. And I hope that anyway. they reveal later that that's not the case. She, she never cared. And it's unrelated to that. She just likes bus stations. Yeah. I think they're neat. <laughs> she likes other kids, not hers. <laughs> I um, like I like kids who don't get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these kids with their families still. <laughs> um, so we cut back to flashback land and um the the two girls are like preparing dinner or whatever, and she's like coaching the little one like hey listen you just gotta do this and do that and do a little this do a little that anyway the important thing for me is that um mr kidnapper uh i guess he's referred to as sir in the credits so i guess that's his name yeah uh anyway he enters and in the least threatening way possible <laughs> says who's ready to eat <laughs> He enters like he's a sitcom dad. 
which I mean, considering his pedigree, that's that's what he's trying well, to be, true. right? Yeah, yeah. He enters like he's Danny Tanner. <laughs> yeah, it's not scary. Like, who's ready to eat? Laugh track. Is it supposed to be like like unsettling that he's acting like this, even though he's a kidnapper? Is that was that what they were going for? Yes, I mean that it's confirmed when they have the scene of them eating dinner, and it's supposed to be like the music. Cues you in, Key. I'm surprised you didn't pick up <laughs> on that. With your music, you, you detect music like that lady detects missing people. <laughs> oh, you mean like this? The overbearing score. I I've been refraining yeah. from talking about that score. By the way, guys, you guys catch that music yeah, when mean, they were I... reuniting that kid with with his family. <laughs> <laughs> it was. What do you mean? It's very uplifting. Kyo. What are you talking about? It's like I wasn't sure how to feel about this scene until they started playing the music, and then I realized it was a, it was a good scene. Speaking of computers, well, yeah, you weren't sure, if you weren't sure how you felt about this kidnapped guy making these two ladies eat dinner with him, the score will let you know when it goes. <laughs> Speaking of confusion, did anyone else feel like the show was going a mile a minute? Uh, part of it, and then part of it felt like it felt like it was kind of like a fever dream. Part of it felt like it was going by very quickly with all this like back and forth exposition and then probably yes. felt like I was about to ready to go sleep. Yeah, I guess it sort of I feels think... like when you're really high and you have to eat dinner with your parents and you're trying to hide the fact that you're high. Yeah. It well, is... part of it is that the missing persons case doesn't really make sense if you think about it for longer than like a minute. And so focusing on that is like tedious. And but every moment of exposition or in the flashbacks is so wild that like it feels like uh, it feels like it's it's moving quicker than it actually is. Yeah, because like all of yes. those parts are actually pretty small parts of the show. Because mm-hmm. the majority of this show is finding this missing kid. That's like it turns out pretty easy to find her. <laughs> Like, it didn't seem like it was that hard to find her. And I admit, I was not, like, super invested in what was going on with this portion of the events. Nothing wild was really happening in this missing person's case. No, it was just like, oh, she's somewhere. Let's get her. That's basically like, it. Like, they find... So, uh, there's, like, the, the a senator's daughter is missing. And she's involved. That's that ties into this case which is essentially that they find the the senator's daughter is found not by them but by somebody else right yeah she's found like in a fugue state and they go and talk to her and she's just like oh yeah i remember that lady (laughs) and she's like my brother did it (laughs) and and they're like oh okay so your brother's brother's drug dealer did it yeah her brother's drug dealer did it and they're like okay I will say, to Steer's point, actually, um, there is like a lot of useless layers on top of layers in this in this missing persons case. <laughs> yeah. Um, the like caricature it, of the child kidnapping drug dealer is definitely something that you write for a boomer audience. That's a, that's very a very scary now. combination. Yeah. Listen, the guy who gives you pills is probably not also kidnapping people. 
It's probably like a college. Oh, he's probably kid. just gonna beat you up if he if you don't give him enough money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's not gonna threaten to steal your sister. How how did then he again, owe I'm not him a senator's money? Kid, so what do how I know? Did he, how did he owe him money anyways? Drug dealers don't take things on credit. <laughs> no. Maybe he's a bad drug dealer. Like, he's like Chris R. from the yeah, room. Haven't, <laughs> <laughs> haven't you seen the room? Stairmaster? That's real. That's a real story. Where's my fucking money? I'm going to kidnap your sister. Tommy Wiseau wrote that film from personal experience, every detail, and it's all real. So, Well, th- this makes sense. Okay, I just read this on IMDb. Uh, Tommy Wiseau was actually going to be the senator. And then they had he to should recast. have been, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready to eat? <laughs> uh, that would have made show of the year. Imagine, like, the freak out when they're having the dinner scene where he's like, I just want a, I just want a good meal! <laughs> he would not know how to act creepy. I, yeah, well, he would also not know how to act like he'd just been hit in the head with a frying pan either. Right. Oh, that Ow! is my head. You hit my oh. head. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are hurting me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they um they end up tracking down... Uh, this guy, the the well, they they track down this. They get the son's info, and then the son gets arrested, like full on. And then they track. Uh, well, now the drug dealer, dealer gets arrested. Well, the son also gets arrested. He gets put in a cop car. Okay, if you say so. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. That. Anyway, the drug dealer's like, I won't tell you where the kid is. They're like, how about we make you? And he's like. No. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't think so. Damn, we're all out of ideas. Dang. What if we kick his ass? <laughs> so they do. Did they? I don't remember no. how they actually No, get they the had info to get the agoraphobe. I, I literally oh, said yeah, they had to get the tech the episode. Like, Damn, we don't know what we're going to do. And then the agoraphobe hacks in and it's like, based on my years of living inside of a house, judging by this house, <laughs> there's a culvert. What I know about houses is the inside of houses, but also outside. My years living in a house has trained me to look at houses. <laughs> I've developed a, lo- a love of the house that protects me from the crushing outside. <laughs> Like, is this a thing about agoraphobes that I don't know, which is that they spend a lot of time looking at the outside of houses? <laughs> like, like, like a rear view window or whatever. They're on, like, Google Maps. Like, yeah, it's like uh, they're on Google Maps just looking at houses. You guys are ignorant about... Like, no, listen. Agoraphobes, they sit down and they get into, like, a like a lotus pose and they meditate and they become <laughs> one with their environment. So, Adza, do you remember the Stoop Kid episode? It's, that's, that's what it's like for agoraphobes. Okay. When they, yeah, true. When they get shown the pictures of the stoops around the world. <laughs> like the pyramids. <laughs> and they're fascinated. That, that's, what it's like, that's what it's like for this guy. Yeah. I houses. can't wait for the episode where he finally gets to go outside and he's, he, he gets to beat up Harold. 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he they they find the lady and uh, they save the day. They find the kid, the person. Problem solved. Another another person found. Now, uh, but, before we get to the end, a, because the end is the wildest part. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That's what I was going to go. Oh, okay. Before we get to the end, because the end is the wildest part for me, I just want to say real quick, uh, I had it here in my notes, like with a third note in, which was, this first episode's going to end with a montage of everybody, and then it's going to show the guy in, the ch- in chains, right? <laughs> yes. And that's exactly how this show ends. Uh, so we get a montage of all of the group like going through their various struggles. My favorite one being magical uh, detective missing person lady who is at, just at, hanging out at the bus station. Just sleeping there. That's her home. That's, you know, listen... It's the last. It's the last place I've seen him, so it's the last place I'm gonna be. You know, it's very tragic. <laughs> if it weren't also funny to me, um, we see like Zeke, like, oh, if only I could leave my house or whatever. Uh, that's the tech guy's name, by the way. <laughs> um, and then we cut, and this is this is what I was talking about at the top, which is that the the show. The premise of the show is has been revealed to us. It, it it's part of what made me say we should watch this. But it's not it's not present at all in this episode until the last scene. Yeah, which is that Sir, the person who we've been seeing in all these weird flashbacks, is chained in the basement of Gabby's house and has been helping her find kidnappers <laughs> because he's got like pedophile. Insight. Yeah. He's just got... No, he's got kidnapper mind. They don't even mention pedophiles. <laughs> but come she on, hands him a file on. I mean, and some food. I mean, it's right there. It's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very much... In, I, I think the implication is very is very much, like, there. But... Well, we didn't um, even mention that you tried to talk to them about nuclear power. I mean, honestly, it's not dinner. really an implication. It's just an, it's an inference we're making. They don't allude to it yes i mean yeah we can we can take an inference that kidnappers are usually gonna do that but they kind of like deliberately wrote this guy so you don't you wouldn't think he's doing anything like that because he's just such a wacky guy yeah he's a he's a wacky character he's the he's the he's gonna be like the mark my words guys he's gonna be the breakout character of this show (laughs) he's gonna be there he's gonna be their urkel (laughs) He breaks out. Uh, did I do that? These aren't even iron bars or wood, so if he does get out yeah, of the chains, it's going to be very easy for him to escape. The only thing keeping him is that he has one singular chain for his foot. Yeah, he wants to be there. He's into this. That's what I mean. That's what I'm expecting. Do you think what if that was break- the end of the episode? Is like she he pulls her close and he's just like, I'm into this. <laughs> So, do you think if he break if he when he breaks out, he's gonna go kidnap more kids? <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Well, that's the thing, wonder, right? That's the I thing with this show. I wonder why he's doing that. <laughs> he wants to play a make-believe family. Oh. I mean, yes, that does seem to be why he kidnapped the two of them. Although it's implied that he had that there were other people that he might have kidnapped, but well, I don't know. Maybe they're saving that for later, and that's that's where we go. That's where we end. I think. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to say real quick. What a waste! The reason I picked this show, or the reason I said like we should watch this, yes, and I'm assuming the this. reason you guys agreed is because this part sounds so ridiculous. It is very ridiculous to see. Don't get me wrong. I just wish it was there from the beginning. Yeah, they had to do a setup for it for some reason. At least they're not Netflix, where they're making us wait ten episodes. True. Um, oh, I didn't now, even read the, the synopsis you posted when he asked us to watch this Swanson. Oh, you just agreed to it. So I, I just read the. I just read the first sentence. And I was like, okay, that sounds stupid. <laughs> Well, so my my impression of this show, uh, what, what I had, what I thought of by reading the premise and then uh, before we watched it was that it was going to be Stalker meets like The Blacklist, if you guys have heard of that show. No. No. The Blacklist is a show where James Spader is like a criminal dude and he helps up tra- track down other criminals. But he's in jail, you see. That's kind of what this ends up looking like at the end of this episode. And for anyone who doesn't know, Stalker is one of the all-time greatest shows of all of all time. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't reach Stalker levels, but it is pretty ridiculous. Um, and I mean that is where that is where we end. We end with the promise of more to come. I did stick around to see the here's what's to come this season of Found, and it at the the well, the this season on little trailer thingy ends with Do any cars running. explode gabby what's in your basement <laughs> there are cars exploding yes yeah there's a pro there's the there's the promise also of him escaping yeah and like we we see that there's gonna be like a flashback to when she first kidnapped him oh um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this show's ridiculous and dumb, uh, and I think like the best way uh, because it's not like boring for the majority of it. Does that mean you're gonna tune in? No, it's still a tune out. It's okay, bad. I would not get tune in either. Yeah, it's still bad. It's it, still yeah, bad show. It's a tune out for sure. I'm just saying it was a fun bad show and not like a bad show where we were like, yeah, it's boring. Yeah. But also not Go like on. a bad show where you're like, you gotta watch this. Yeah, like, is it the worst show of the year? Uh, probably not. I think there's some contenders that, you know, we'll be talking about in a month or so. But, uh, it was, this was fun. This was at least fun. I didn't, I wasn't like twiddling my thumbs watching this. Yeah, it kept you entertained. It's definitely, it's definitely something to stimulate the neurons while you're eating dinner, like I said. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it is though, it is though, it is a bad show though, so tune out. Farewell. And that's a tune out on found. And, uh,. Well, that'll about do it for this week's episode of the show. It find it looks like we're we find ourselves at the end. 
and as always, of course, if you're listening and you're like, what if I could find something good for you guys to watch? Or just something I want you to watch, regardless of quality? Well, all you'd have to do is go over to oh. buymeacoffee.com slash tuners. A single coffee gives you a single episode for us to watch anything you desire within reason. Anyway, uh, that'll about do it for this week's episode of the show. Till next time, keep watching. Bye. It's over. I found him. Uh, hey folks, time for the TV Tutors Fact of the Week. Uh, did you know that I can't talk about today's fact about Stairmaster because you would get... Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>